Welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly with KP. Today I would like to go over the post-discovery flight. As I was saying last week, after my discovery flight I had a debrief with my instructor who told me that he would not let me solo until I have proven that I was good on the radios. After getting home that day, I decided to go online and start a search. After going through multiple sites, threads, video, it comes down to this. Number one, what you want to do is get your medical. Because this is the one thing that can stop you from flying. You want to go online at the FAA website, search for their DME or designated medical examiners, set up an appointment, go there. It's going to cost you somewhere between $150 and maybe $300. This is something that you want to do as soon as possible. The third class medical that you get as a result of successfully passing your medical is good for five years. The second thing you want to do is apply for your student pilot license. The reason I'm saying to apply for your student pilot license as soon as possible is because they do say that it's going to take maybe two weeks. But based on experience and my research online, it can take anywhere up to two months. Mine took six weeks to come in. You don't want to start flying and then um, you have to wait on this license to come in because you cannot solo until you have this uh, student pilot license with you. Plus, the cost is free. If it's free, I mean, just get it done. Plus, you will have it as a reminder every time you look at it, it will give you a nudge to continue the journey. My ground school took me, I want to say, two months. I bought, um, I bought a set of questions online at Spotties. They have this online thing that you can log in and they have quizzes that you can take. You can select which portion of the ground school you want to do that day. And it was just great. It was fantastic. I study using videos online. I did not buy a book for my ground school. And then I signed up to take the quizzes online. And I passed with a 92%. And it took me two months. Once you have all this done... The only thing that's really left to do is to fly. But I will add that you also want to get yourself familiar with ATC, especially if you live in an area um, near class Charlie, Delta, or Bravo airspace. And chances are, during your flight career, you will be visiting one of those airports in these um, airspaces. So... It's good practice to get this out of the way as soon as possible. The way I solved my ATC lack was by installing a plugin called VATSIM on my uh, flight simulator. I used both Microsoft FlightSim and um, Explain. 
and they have plugins for both. I now currently only use Explain for most of the of my flight because it's it's newer, it's supported, the graphics are great. But you can speak to real people who are doing air traffic control. Now, after I got myself familiar with that system, I went one notch up using a service that is called Pilot Edge. PilotEdge.net is the site. Now, this is one step up because it is a paid service. You will be paying around $20 a month for the service, but unlike VATSIM, Pilot Edge is fully staffed. They have a specific area. They have the LA Vortac area where they provide service from 11 a.m. Pacific to, I think, 11 p.m. So anytime you log on to the Pilot Edge network during the time where the controllers are supposed to be online, there will be someone there. On VATSIM, you only have volunteers, so they can decide to log in and log out whenever they want. But Pilot Edge is giving you a consistent service. And I am so glad I took it because um, I went in really with zero knowledge. They had a set of tests, kind of a practice test really that, that they give you called CAT exams, CAT. They have CAT 1 up to CAT 11. It starts at uncontrolled pilot control field where they show you how to make your calls. And then from there, you need to fly from an uncontrolled field to say a class delta so they will introduce okay what kind of calls that you make getting into delta and then from there you travel to a class charlie between two class charlies then you travel to class delta then from a delta to a delta they i mean they cover so many things and if you do mess up the controllers are nice enough to tell you well okay this is what you should have said or this is how you should have done your approach and it's it's just a fantastic service. In a future episode, I'm going to do my best to cover each of the topics that I have mentioned here. So I would like to go over my medical in more detail to give you guys an idea of how I went about it, what happened, FAA written exam, how that happened because when I went in to take the exam, the lady was expecting me to have a logbook and whatnot. So I will tell you all about it. For the student pilot license, there are two parts. One part that needs to be filled by the student, you, and another part needs to be filled in by a CFI. But I will tell you all about it because I haven't started flight training, so I didn't have a CFI, but it's doable. I'll tell you how I was able to do that. I will also go in great details about my techniques for studying for my FAA written exam uh, portion. And I will also love to give you guys in-depth details about um, ATC calls and how you can get better at it because based on the research I have done and all the videos I have watched, even experienced pilots have problems with radio communications. I mean, I haven't started flying in the real world. I've been flying in flight sim and radio communication are already second nature to me. Okay. So stay tuned for the next episode and you already know it, I'm going to be a pilot.